0: Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where your hosts, Brian, Brooke, Charles, and Vanessa discuss all things faith, family, friends, and fitness. What is F4? Sometimes it's a glimpse into how we navigate the world, and sometimes it's a deep dive into how we handle the four main areas of our lives. If you want to have a healthier relationship with God, family, friends, and yourself, this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us as we unpack this episode.
1: Welcome to episode 10 of the F4 podcast. This is an exciting podcast because we're entering the double digit mark for episodes today and I get the pleasure of hosting. If we haven't met before, I'm Brian Marston, one of your F4 hosts And I want to say that we have Brooke and Vanessa and Charles all hanging out with us today, which has been normal. So (laughs) we look forward to what we're going to talk about today. But I want to thank you for listening and watching our podcast. And if you could follow us on Instagram, like and share the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. We are on multiple platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, and YouTube now. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show, you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or via email at f4ncpodcast at gmail.com. I'm joined today by the people I already introduced. They're our F4 crew, so thank you for being here. Uh, And I wanna say that we're gonna talk about a pursuit that gets in the way of growth. And it's not inherently wrong, but everyone struggles with it. And it's a big hindrance to us growing. What is this pursuit that can hinder our growth? Well, it's spelled C-O-M-F-O-R-T. Yes, comfort. And to get us rolling today, I wanna ask Vanessa a question. Vanessa, when you pitch your comfort, what do you see in your mind?
0: two things actually come to mind for me the first is a hug from charles and i don't mean just a hug like goodbye see you later i mean like the nuzzly kind where i get all up in his neck right there it makes me really happy (laughs) um and then the second thing is something that i think we're all going to be doing later sitting out by the fire pit possibly with a blanket an adult beverage, some s'mores material,
2: <laughs>
0: good conversation, great company, super fun and very comfortable.
1: Very good. Uh, Charles, I want to know how you'd answer this question.
3: So you know she said fun, fun, fun. <laughs> so I heard that. Fun, right? Okay. So comfortable and fun
1: are kind of in the same ballpark for Vanessa. Yeah,
3: I don't know. So when 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 I visualize comfort, I think about a gigantic bed, a huge one, with a huge, fluffy comforter, and it's cold, and I can get under the comforter, and it's soft, and everything's soft, and I can just chill out and lay there and go to sleep. That's comfort to me.
1: That sounds really good. Mm. Now, when you nestle into Vanessa's neck... <laughs> We could do well, never mind. (laughs) Uh, Brooke, how would you answer this question?
4: So, I have a kind of a fluffy blanket Mm -hmm. that Matt got me for Christmas, and it's white and it's soft. And when I think of comfort, I think of having that blanket, being wrapped up in that blanket, fuzzy socks, usually, coffee is involved. I just think of being like warm and bundled up and cozy and like the outside air being cool enough that all of that feels good that I don't Mm -hmm. feel hot and sweaty. So that those are the first things that come to my mind.
1: So you've been very happy with the weather changes this past week. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. When the air is crisp and it's like, oh, I need to go get a blanket. This is the best.
1: Yeah. I love it. It's good. So the first thing I thought of was actually the Corona commercial, the find your beach. <laughs> <laughs> and there's now one with Snoop Dogg. I know. thought
4: that's the one that you were going to be talking about. Snoop Dogg walking around on the.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now before it wasn't Snoop Dogg, but now it is Snoop Dogg. So I, I think about that commercial, not, not necessarily for me personally, but when I think about comfort, that commercial comes to mind because everybody seems comfortable. And they probably are because they're high. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Snoop's there, I'm sure. It's just kind of par for the course.
4: Well, in that commercial, you can sort of hear the breeze, yeah. and you hear the ocean. Yeah, Smell the it's... skunk. Yeah. <laughs> Why not it smell like skunk?
1: Gosh. We're at the beach. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that's to really interrupt. That's really funny. I mean, but if now you're now at like South, South Myrtle Beach, I mean, that maybe that's normal. I don't
3: mm, know. Probably. I'll have to look up that commercial. I haven't seen it. Yeah. You probably should. You should get out more. <laughs>
1: So I was thinking about that, but for me personally, I really am a lot like you. So I love it when it's cool and crisp outside. I, I don't like how summer feels. Well, I do in certain instances, but predominantly fall and winter and getting to bundle up and drinking hot coffee, that feels very comforting to me. And then I also thought about like really big pillows. And I thought about May who has like these pillow pet Big things that Mia gets mad about.
4: Yeah, I can't remember what they're called.
1: <laughs> I just call them pillow pets. So, um, Squishables. 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 I'm really impressed that you knew that. That's really good.
0: Parker has one. And, oh. and I, I was getting subliminal messages also.
1: Yeah, I, I, I picked up on that.
3: Okay, so... We do have a studio audience. <laughs> of one. So, <laughs> they're very captive right now. Literally
1: captive. So, how would you guys define comfort?
4: Oh,
2: Freedom that didn't, that didn't from comfortable.
4: freedom from stress or obligations mm. or pain. Those are the things that come to mind of definition of comfort. Mm.
1: I can see that for you and I know we've talked about temperaments here before. I think that definitely fits with your temperament. So you are a green. <laughs> Yeah, some people are like, what is that? We'll probably have to revisit that at some point. Mm, Yeah.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, it's not going to make any sense to anybody but me, but um, when you unzip yourself and. Okay. Yeah, but that's it. (laughs) She unzips herself. And then, it's
0: metaphorical. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't think you had a zipper. I
3: know. Yeah, it's very strange. You, you can't. Haven't you can explain been in the basement better. with lotion or anything like that. <laughs> what is happening? Now explain it. This has gotten like better. TVMA I know, really right? fast. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's not that at all.
0: So sometimes if he's stressed out or struggling with something, I just want to like think more like a bat. You just like wrap wrap him up all nice and
3: But she'll do it. Snuggly. She'll actually walk over and she has this look on her face and she'll unzip and
0: do it like
1: that.
3: And she gets me in that's good. I learned something new about you guys. <laughs> There's nothing weird about it.
1: No, I, I I'm picking up on that now. Yes.
3: Yeah. It's very non- But at first I was non, like Yeah, no, no. Okay. Is this like a dress or <laughs> No.
0: No. It's I, strictly I feel metaphorical. Un- I'm
3: enveloped. And I'm just
1: There. Um, Yeah. Comfort. It's it's actually really really sweet and kind. So I'm glad you clarified. (laughs) (laughs) I I needed it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about you? So I define comfort personally when I have circumstances the way I want them. So basically when my preferences are being met. Got it. Another way to say that is when I'm in control or feel like I am in control, which again goes well with temperament. Mm -hmm. And I, I found myself needing to not have it that way for me to grow. And it's been hard for me to get over that. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit more here in a few minutes. So how about you, Charles?
3: Well, we've already he, done me. Yeah, I've, I've he already, did the yeah. zipper. He was the, the zipper. zipper. Vanessa's the, the zipper. We haven't gone to Vanessa yet, though. I'm kind of interested to hear, though. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. I've, I was thinking that was Vanessa. Yeah, no, that was me. That's mine. Maybe, <laughs> because that, Vanessa maybe that gives was her comfort,
1: involved. too. I Vanessa don't know. was involved, involved in his, his answer. I yeah, know. I was like, I'm so yeah. confused.
0: For me, it's some of what Brooke said as far as being free from stress. And it's also being free to be me. You know, we talk about being comfortable around certain people and it doesn't necessarily have to be around certain people, just when I feel free to be me.
1: Hmm. So I would love for you to speak to that a little bit more. What does it mean to be free to be you?
0: If I have something that I want to say, I can say it without a filter and I don't have to concern myself with possible repercussions of Mm. the lack of filter and I don't have to worry about pleasing anybody else if I don't want to, if I want to, great, but if I don't want to, then I'm that's a sign of me you know being comfortable not feeling like I need to
1: where do you feel that way the most
3: Um, don't look at me
0: (laughs) sometimes in the gym most of the time, if I'm doing something with dogs, or if I'm painting, doing something with art, and also hiking, walking in the woods, I probably wouldn't care who was around. I would probably be very, the filters would go away out hiking.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's good we get to do that soon.
0: Yes. hmm
1: It it seems like a lot of your, what you were talking about was not necessarily with people. So you probably get a lot of your expression out when you're by yourself. Uh,
0: Usually if I'm doing something with dogs, it's what I mean by that is training or something like that. And there usually are other people involved. The dog owners are usually involved in that. And hiking, I don't usually hike by myself.
3: Yeah, but you don't paint with anybody else around.
0: Oh, we've painted
4: together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have.
3: (laughs) Yes, you have.
4: But only a few times. She's painted way more without me.
3: (laughs)
0: But I don't have to go seclude myself somewhere and hole up somewhere.
3: Why are you looking at me?
0: Because you said I don't. I don't paint with other people around.
3: Well, you typically don't.
0: Well, it's not necessarily on purpose. But not that not that people want to sit around and watch me paint either. Yeah, nope. see?
1: <laughs> so does she ever paint you? No. Oh, goodness. I, <laughs> no, I'm just asking. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh. You're making oh. me laugh.
3: Oh, I got nothing. Go ahead. okay well
1: <laughs> i'm gonna segue to this question why do people shy away from being uncomfortable
4: you're looking at me does that mean you want me to answer it
1: if you want to
4: i think people shy away from being un- uncomfortable because being uncomfortable is not as nice as being comfortable <laughs> it's not as fun it's not as um relaxing or peaceful it's not as uh under control it's not as safe like it's it's all of those things that we don't like as much I mean I don't know that there's anybody that's like oh please let's do the thing that's going to make me the most uncomfortable that's what I choose most people are going to choose the thing that feel safe or if they feel confident in it or it feels fun or it doesn't feel risky because I I, I think probably there's a whole bunch of reasons why and it would vary from person to person but I think as a whole people it's just more enjoyable and it's more maybe there's some science maybe there are like serotonins and dopamine and all that stuff that happens when you're comfortable that isn't there when you're uncomfortable the adrenaline that goes through you when you're uncomfortable, maybe just isn't as pleasant as Mm -hmm. the other, but I'm not a science person, so I don't know. I didn't
0: study comfort on the brain. I'm sure that all of those hormones and chemicals come into play, but I think ultimately, people don't like to be uncomfortable because it's very exposing.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: When you are uncomfortable, you are exposed as far as how you deal with pain, how you deal with your emotions, how you deal with struggles, how you deal with being cold. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's exposing.
1: That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think that about was a really that good answer. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good answer. <laughs>
4: good good answer. answer.
1: I actually did write that down. So
0: <laughs> You
4: did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exposure. That yep. was a big part of my answer. That's mm-hmm. good.
3: What are you looking at me? <laughs> it's my turn now. I can't follow Perhaps. That. I can't follow that. Sure you can, because you're not afraid of exposure. <laughs> <laughs> no, of the four of us, I'm not afraid of that at all. Hello, my name um, is
4: Charles. We've just met.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I think for me, being uncomfortable causes a lot of things. It causes anxiety. It causes worry. Um, it takes away my peace. It takes away my quiet. Um, it makes things feel out of control I, I don't you know I don't know that I've ever said, hey I'm going to be uncomfortable today I think it's, that's a fantastic idea uh, no because it it really the exact opposite of everything that we think about is comfort is just gone mm-hmm. and I don't like that feeling. I typically don't do overly well I do very well under stressful situations but not necessarily exposed situations I think is different situations where I can control and it may feel kind of Uncomfortable to me are not as bad as when I can't control something and it's exposing, I guess, to your point. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, because exposing to me shows vulnerability, weakness, what I consider weakness, um, and that's when the anxiety kicks in, mm-hmm. which I don't do well with. So,
1: So to give you <clears throat> credit, I mean, vulnerability is another really good word to use here because that's It's another way to say exposure, but it definitely is, I'm glad you added it to the conversation because I did not write that one down, but I think it's a huge part of why people are fearful to be outside of their Hmm. comfort zone. So I I wrote down fear of failure, uh, maybe not looking good or being impressive, being out of control, which we've talked about, afraid of what others will think, and that tied into exposure. So I really do think there's a lot of reasons why people shy away from this. Would you agree or disagree with this statement that comfort is a trap? And then the subsequent follow-up to that is why or why not? So comfort is a trap. Disagree, agree. Why do you disagree? Or
3: why do you agree? I'm gonna roll that on. The- I, I think for me, it's it's it, it can be, but it's not always. So I th- I think when you when you look to how we grow, and we'll get to this, you know, more as we get into this. But you know, I think you you need a little bit of uncomfort at times to grow, but not always. I think if you're um, not ever comfortable and not ever resting you can't continue to be unco- you can't continue to push and push and push yourself to be uncomfortable all the time i think at some mm-hmm. point at least for some of us maybe not all of us but i know for me if i don't catch a break somewhere down the road from being really uncomfortable i'm never going to reset and be able to do that again i'll at mm-hmm. some point just break down um and maybe i'm not being uncomfortable in the right way but i think it can be a trap if you stay forever in that world where, mm-hmm. you know, and we all know people, I'm sure we know people that just go, you know, I call them happy-go-luckies that never have, never have a, seem to have a care in the world. Um, and they're probably comfortable comfortable all the time and they never push themselves and maybe they do and I don't see it, but I don't, I'm thinking of people in my head that I'm like, they're, they're the same that they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago right. because they're just happy and that's great. Um, but I think it can be a trap in that way, but I think there needs to be a break at times for me. Mm. That's just kind of how I process that a little bit. I think that's a great perspective. How about you two?
0: When I first heard the question, I thought of this really strange phenomenon. When I was involved with search and rescue, we were taught how to deal with being a wilderness first responder essentially what to do when you come up on somebody that's injured or, or whatever. And we were learning about hypothermia Mm. and people who are, whose bodies are shutting down due to hypothermia will often strip naked. Their body tells them that they're hot. And so they will strip naked and shortly thereafter perish. Because they got comfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: So would that be unzipping at the wrong time? <laughs>
0: it's a different kind of unzipping. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's a lot of science that goes into the hypothalamus gland and all of that with that, but that is a time when being comfortable
3: <laughs> would be a trap. Would
0: be a trap, <laughs> for sure. Mm. In everyday normal life, I think Charles is pretty spot on. You do, you need to know that you can be comfortable and you need to be able to, you you need to know that you can retreat to a comfortable space or a comfortable person or something in order to reset sometimes, you know, and not push yourself over the edge. That actually is one of the things that I
4: have to do mentally if I'm facing things that are challenging, like tasks or obligations or a season where there's a lot going on. I have to sort of reward myself with some comfort at the end. Like, okay, when I finish this, this task, this job, then I'm going to reward myself with, you know, 15 minutes to read what I want to read. Some sort of, it, be, it becomes a motivation. Mm-hmm. The, the comfort at the end of it becomes the motivation to stick, stick with the thing that is uncomfortable that I'm not necessarily enjoying. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? So, yes, I'm pursuing comfort, but I'm not, I think if I was always just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to stay in bed all day because this is comfortable and I'm not going to put my feet to the floor because that would require walking and I don't feel like it. I think that's different than, and to me, then yes, that's a trap because then you just are, you you become useless.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You don't fulfill any kind of purpose with your life. And, and I think there are people that do get really stuck. And then I think that that probably in some cases leads to, being in a depressive state and then it just becomes like a very negative cycle mm-hmm. and I can see where you know you feel like you have no purpose so you don't get up and you don't do things and I'm not talking about clinical depression or any of that kind of thing I'm just talking about regular old people just being unmotivated so you know not to be offensive or whatever but
1: I'll be offensive <laughs>
4: So, but comfort does, is a motivator for me. So in that sense, it's not a trap because it encourages me to keep going so that I can get to that comfort, that carrot dangling in front of me. Some people might want power or money or whatever, me, that warm blanket, (laughs) feet up, a book to read, like that's the coffee, like that's Mm -hmm. the, you know, I don't know if that makes sense at all.
3: Were you going to speak into that, Charles? No, no I think it makes perfect sense. I yeah. really
1: like the idea of the ebb and the flow, which I feel like you introduced really well. And then the idea that sometimes you can be deceived on what you really need. But then seeing it as a reward and seeing comfort as, hey, I know that in this season I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to experience discomfort but I'm gonna reward myself and to say, give myself permission to say, it's okay to rest in what makes me comfortable. And and in a lot of ways, like you talked about Charles, replenish and to recapture energy mm-hmm. because anytime we pour ourselves out, we lose energy. And if we don't take the time to recapture it, we're eventually gonna burn out. So very, very, really, I really liked what you said. Very good stuff there. Uh, I was also thinking, let me find out where I was. I lost my train of thought. Thank you. This is where readers may come in handy.
4: My eyes are still young enough to see your page. I'm like,
1: where am I? I'm an old man. I'm lost. Um, so I also thought about when you were talking about the depressive state and that you can get depressed by being in the same state and, and not really going beyond where you're comfortable. And I'm taking a course on counseling right now. And for people who are oftentimes stuck in depression, one of the, the things that the counselor that I was reading about talked about doing for these people was telling them or instructing them, encouraging them to go and do something for someone else, mm-hmm. to serve mm-hmm. someone else, to, to put something into action, which requires them to get outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, they realize purpose, and it helps to oftentimes lift the depressive state when they're serving someone else. So I, it was, instantly came back to my mind when you were talking. I'm really, I really like what you guys had to share. You know, I have a tendency to be so achievement-oriented, I can poo-poo comfort. And I really, in this moment, I saw how valuable you three were in my life because you helped me be okay with it because I can I can really struggle with not being okay with it and feeling like I'm failing when I'm relaxing or choosing comfort and I know that's not true intellectually but it's like I forget and it's like I've got to I've got to be here I've got to be impressive and so in a lot of ways what you just shared was a little bit unexpected for me and it was good for me personally. So thank you. Um, hopefully it'll be good for other people. too. <laughs> it's part of why we do this, right? Right. It's like, oh, uh-huh. idea. Uh-huh. so, uh, how can the pursuit of comfort hinder growth? So you guys probably are better to speak to this than me, just based on what you just said. <laughs> so have you seen that happen either in your life, someone else's life, um, You may have a good example.
4: Well, I can think about times for being where I have, for whatever reason, whole different times, different reasons where I have felt more insecure or have maybe lacked some motivation due to feeling insecure or not really being sure which direction to go or whatever. Um, Comfort is easy, so to just kind of stay in that comfortable place yeah and because i don't have a problem with pursuing comfort it can be easy for me to just be like oh well oh you know i walk to the kitchen i will now reward myself with comfort you know like it's and i can reward myself when really i haven't earned it you know yeah. like what i was talking about before like really earning that reprieve like whoo this was really challenging now I'm rewarding myself so then that can really hinder growth if I just stay kind of in that cycle of not wanting to do anything not wanting to put myself out there or do something uh-huh. that feels risky or challenging and like I said I mean that generally has come in seasons where I've had different kinds of insecurities for different reasons that's the first thing I thought
0: of
1: it's good how about you guys?
0: One of the first things I thought of was back when I had a kennel, and I had a trainer who's also a good friend that worked with me, and he went away for a few weeks to learn this different method of dog training. Hmm and i was very uncomfortable with it at first Mm. and he took it and ran with it and i don't want to say we butted heads it wasn't anything like that he had a little work to do to get me to come around and see the value and what he was bringing to the table Mm -hmm. but i was very comfortable with the way i had been doing things this whole time and i knew i was very good at it and then here now is this new way of doing it, and it's very different, and my dragging my feet. I eventually got on the bus, but I drug my feet a little bit (laughs) for a block or two. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great visual. So, yeah.
3: That's a good story. What would you say, Charles? I mean, I think kind of what we've already talked about, I think if you just stay comfortable, it can be very easy, but then things stay the same, right? Mm So, or at least you hope things stay the same. Inevitably they don't, but in your mind, you know, I think they do um, until they come crashing down and then you're forced to be uncomfortable because that's just kind of how it works. But, you know, I think back to where, you know, I had a decision to make um, five years, six six years ago at this point. I don't even know when it was. Um, about, you know, changing careers and doing what I what I felt like I needed to do. And it would have been completely comfortable and expected for me to stay in the field that I was in because I was, you know, doing okay. And it would have been a way to stay comfortable. It would have been a financial comfort for us as a family. It would have been a, it would have been comfortable all the way around. And instead I chose to become, you know, broke and pursue other things, um, you know, which has pushed me out of my comfort zone tremendously all the time, but it has caused tremendous growth, I think, um, in me. But I, I think when you, when you want to stay comfortable and you don't see any reason to change, you're never, you just, you just don't grow. I mean, mm-hmm. you can say you do, but really it takes, it takes a lot to force you to grow. You know, you think about like plants, for an example, that are forced to adapt because of lack of water or, you know, too much sun right they're they did they're comfortable they were comfortable before, but then something happened, and they're now that you're not you're not comfortable anymore, and you're forced to adapt or you're gonna die right yep. so it's one of the two, so um I think that's where comfort in general across the board kind of causes a problem and hinders growth, but you think about the trees that continually like if they're not ever forced to grow they don't they don't grow so and here we are back at trees and ecology. I've been doing a lot of ecology stuff at school. So everything's, everything's in ecology. There is in everything we do. It sounds very earthy. It is very earthy. The Bible's very earthy, but you don't realize it until you really start going down that road. And you're like, oh, that makes.
4: Well, you know, we came from
3: dirt. Right. <laughs> so. Good point. Good point. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> but God makes beautiful things. Mm hmm. Out of dust.
4: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
4: That should be a song. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I could write oh, it. You, you, you don't,
3: you don't want to be that fig tree that doesn't produce. That didn't work out well. No. Well, you think about the concept of
1: reaping and sowing and and the whole, like in, in Scripture, farming is just a it's a big mm-hmm. deal. And so you almost have to understand that a little bit better to properly interpret Scripture. And so I think it's good that you're getting into (laughs) being more earthy 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 yeah Yeah. so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about CrossFit because part of what we do here is talk about fitness and I think sometimes we probably don't talk about it enough Uh, it's a really our bodies are something we use every day and so if they're healthy it contributes to a certain quality of life. If they're unhealthy, it contributes to poor quality of life. But how does the discomfort of CrossFit help you personally grow and get better?
4: I went first last time. I, <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll go first again. Well, you're the one um,
3: experiencing this more than anyone yeah, I think of the therapist. Now, now, were you uncomfortable with, with the silence? silence?
4: Yes, yes I was. Hmm. <laughs>
1: No, why were you uncomfortable with the silence?
4: Maybe because there was silence and also one, two, three, four, five, six eyeballs on me as well. So
1: So then I have another question. What makes you uncomfortable about people looking at you?
4: Because I don't enjoy being the center of attention. So having Mm. all, there are people who love it and Mm -hmm. they, I mean, they, they pursue attention with everything in them, I'm not comfortable that way. So that's why.
1: Which probably ties in well with your answer to this question.
4: Well, <laughs> or at I least guess. at least
1: it should, in my I opinion. I guess
2: so.
4: I have a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I'm why kidding. don't you tell me what my answer is? So. <laughs> tell, yeah. me tell, tell me what I'm thinking.
3: Tell me what I'm thinking. Tell me
4: what I'm thinking. Jerky uh, red. <laughs> <laughs> no, CrossFit has as crazy as it might sound to some people, it has probably been the single most important thing in my life to push me out of just all of the, I mean, the comfort zone, but the just the lack of growth that I think I would have been content with, Um, but not really content with. Ultimately, it wouldn't have been something that caused me to feel fulfilled but I thought when I when I read the question initially the first thing I thought about was years ago when I was asked to do a recording that was going to be viewed publicly by lots of people so again being in front of other people and having yourself being recorded on a camera like it just feels vulnerable it feels exposing (laughs) it's you know you see all the things that you want to change you hear all the (laughs) things that you do that you're like oh my gosh that's so annoying and here it is and it's recorded and for all eternity people can just repeat 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 and here it is (laughs) Yeah. so it is very and all of you guys have done that so you know (laughs) what i'm talking about when that red light goes on and it's oh my gosh I've got to say these things that I'm supposed to remember and I know it but my mind then just goes completely blank but one of the very first times that I had to do that I struggled with that feeling of insecurity as it got time to start and then I just thought okay three two one go which is like how we start every workout because for whatever reason, you have all that anticipation and all of that, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if this is too heavy. I don't know if I've chosen wisely. I don't know. You know, I just, I don't know. And then the clock starts and you've got to go. Like there's no, because it doesn't do itself. So you you just have to go. And I actually thought about that in that moment when I was doing A recording for something else completely unrelated and after it was over I thought wow just that every day now I've got to go I can't Mm -hmm. hem and haw about it anymore somebody else has started this clock and it's time for me to go so that Mm -hmm. is one of those things that's helped me grow and get better just because I, I have thought of it multiple times since then whenever I'm having to do something that maybe is uncomfortable just three two one Go And most of the time, things are not as bad as the anticipation of the thing. So dropping your kid off at college, all of those things are generally not as bad as the anticipation, even though I still didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it more before it had happened because I was worried about what it was going to be like on the other side. So,
1: So let me ask you about that and it, we're going to go off road a little bit here, but dropping your kid off at college. Yeah.
4: Don't is, make me cry, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ask your question. Whoops.
1: <laughs> I'm throwing away the thoughts that are in my head. When you say, don't make me cry. Okay. Because all these songs are in my head and I'm throwing them to the side. Thank you. So I was part of that experience. And I, I know what you were feeling based on what you expressed prior.
0: Mm-hmm. What? She just she's gonna cry. Here it he comes. <laughs> <She's gonna
1: cry. laughs> One more word. is all it's gonna
3: take. Okay, so
1: we had the opportunity to see him yesterday. We got the, the chance to go up to Boone for the second time since we dropped him off, mm-hmm. because he invited us to come up and meet his new lady friend. Yes. Based on when we dropped him off in early August to now we're in late September, would you say that you have seen a positive change in him that makes that feel a little bit better? That you were okay and allowed him to go? Like, not that you could have, like, you can go, right, but right. Do, do you find yourself going, you know, this really was good, even though it was hard?
4: he is doing great I think it has been a great experience for him yes I think it's wonderful when we went into Publix last night and you didn't go in and I came back out to the car I still cried from (laughs) from the door to the car so here I am crying but I got it together by the time I got in the car. So
1: yeah, I, I cried know.
4: less. I was thinking, man,
1: she's not even crying.
4: And that's because I did it all in the parking lot with all the strangers, you know, from, <laughs> from the door to the. They're like, man, far what's out. wrong with that lady? The grocery experience was not a pleasure this time. So <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: good. But, that was a good one.
4: Thanks. But no, CrossFit really has helped. And even right now, pursuing something. Pursuing, uh, really pushing to see how well I can do, you know, this spring or the end of winter, whatever. I don't know what fe- month, February or March uh, season is in. Anyway, having eyes on me, having people know that I'm pursuing something, uh, it is not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. but i'm trying to learn to be okay in that because i am seeing growth as a result of it so and then that's exciting i mean that that part of it is fun it is really fun to even just a few weekends ago to to do a competition and be out there performing individually by myself without somebody else's work getting credited to me like all that was credited mm-hmm. to me was what I mm-hmm. did or yeah. didn't do. Um, d- didn't feel, I didn't love how that felt. But again, once I was going, I wasn't thinking about that anymore. And then really enjoyed the way that I felt afterwards. I was proud of the effort that I put in. And that, that's kind of nice to walk away from a situation and be able to be proud of it. And I wouldn't have and I wouldn't have experienced it if it weren't for, if it wasn't for CrossFit. So. That's good. My answer was way too long. It's somebody else's turn.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to (laughs) mark. Way too long. Mark off. (laughs) Mark off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Monopolizing the (laughs) show. Yeah. You think it's all about you? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be all four of us, but I guess not. It's all about Brooke again. (laughs) See, and that's what I
4: do not like.
1: So here we go. It's like your personal fan. (laughs) <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is not a laughing matter. So how about y'all?
3: I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have a whole lot to add past that. I mean, it was a long answer, but it was good. So yeah, it was good. Thanks. I don't, I don't man, mean. Man, you just no. tapped
1: into her insecurity. I know, right? I,
3: yeah. No, I, I mean, CrossFit.
1: Here, here, I'm, z- I'm zipping.
3: Yes. <laughs> Come to me. You know, I don't I,
0: take my thing. I, th- <laughs> I
3: think when you, when you, know, it was um, your thing. <laughs> When you do something hard, and and there are a lot of there are a lot of exercise programs that are hard, so it's not just CrossFit that's hard. And and don't you know anybody's <coughs> watching this does not CrossFit. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of hard things that you do. Um, it's just what we do. It's just what we do. So, you know, I think when you know that it's uncomfortable and it's it's horrible in the moment and it feels bad and it doesn't i've never come into a workout and been halfway through and go oh you know what man i feel invincible and 10 foot tall and bulletproof it's like oh my gosh i'm dying the world's ending and i can't breathe and i'm gonna die if i keep going and you know but you get through that and you realize that there's that gives you an idea and not that it's it's, real, it's not real suffering, right? I mean, it's in the grand scheme of what suffering really is, it's not. Mm-hmm. But it gives you an idea to say, okay, that hurt. Now I can go read that book that I've got to read because that's not going to hurt as bad. It may be a little boring sometimes, but it's not going to hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. I just put myself through a 30-minute workout that hurt, right? Or I you know, did something with a barbell yesterday at, or two days ago, and it really physically hurt me, and it's continuing to hurt me. So, okay, I can, I can do whatever I need to do now because – it can't hurt as bad as what I just did, right? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not 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 as a good answer as I think that's that a
1: really good answer because it was short. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> poor Brooke. It's fine. <laughs> she.
4: I'm sitting in the discomfort. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: Uh, Thanks, thanks for being a good sport. (laughs) I was thinking about how CrossFit expands your capacity for pain, Mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah, and so you have it's almost it really is like a muscle being broken down and built back up. But (laughs) why are
3: you laughing? Because we're talking about
1: people's pain.
3: I'll let you finish, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that happened the other day at the gym. Oh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, talk talk to me. Talking about pain, what happened the other day at the gym? One of our members decided to. to,
0: I don't even know what he's talking about right now.
3: The not knowing what BDSM was. Oh gosh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This we live. We lead shelter lives. (laughs) What was the question? I forgot the question of the day.
0: How do you, what do you do to alleviate stress? Oh. (laughs) That was the, yes. And y'all know I'm a little naive about some things. Some things not so much, but some things I'm a little naive about. Well.
3: (laughs) We probably. (laughs) I didn't,
0: I didn't know what that was. That was somebody's answer? Yes. The answer was three different things. One was. Well, that. Was that
3: it? It doesn't matter, and the the other other two don't
0: matter. But two of them, I didn't know what they were. And he, he, she, he, uh, they, they, They. them. Oh no, them. Oh no, 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 (laughs) no. Tell me what them did
1: because that's good grammar.
0: So finally, I said, What? And then I said, What again? And they finally just looked at me and said, sex. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, oh, I kind of get it. I know what S&M means now, but I still did it. I had to ask somebody else in the next class what the BB <laughs> parts did for.
3: So sorry, we're talking about CrossFit and pain. I just, it all kind of tied in together to me.
0: I didn't know.
3: <laughs> Is that
1: your answer, Vanessa? <laughs> what? To this question, yes.
0: About, no, oh,
4: that was Charles's answer. <laughs> <No. I know. laughs> <No. laughs> Brooks, like,
1: she's appalled. I mean, <laughs>
0: no. My answer, my answer to the question mm-hmm. about how CrossFit has helped me grow, <laughs> is pretty much one hundred percent opposite. Of Brooks my answer I have grown well I feel like I have I hope I have I feel like I have grown much more in the area of a supporting role for people whether that's coaching um, being empathetic in my coaching realizing that a lot of the people that stand in front of me and are trying to learn to do things that they've never done before, have had very different experiences than I have most of the time leading up to that point. And instead of just repeating the same thing over and over and over again and hoping it clicks, trying to figure out ways to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys know I'm not, I'm really not a very competitive person. So pushing myself through a workout that's really painful, unless I have a partner, that I'm supporting, I'm just probably not. I'm going to shush you instead. (laughs) But I think as a, as a coach or a teacher or whatever, I think it has helped me grow in that way because when I am successful helping somebody achieve their goals, that does make me very happy. I might be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's going to work, trying to get to that point, mm-hmm. having to ask what BDSM means. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I train wrecked this one. Sorry. <laughs>
0: but once I it's
3: all your fault. You it's, know, once the other sorry.
0: person is successful, you know, I'm I'm very proud of them and so because it's you pretty much a hundred percent opposite.
4: But on on your own, you're not really afraid to try new things. You'll you'll try just about anything with I've watched you with this level of confidence step into, sure, I'll give it a try and off you go. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm over here going, Uh, eh, hey, no, not till somebody pushes me off the cliff. Am I gonna really try? So
1: It's it's part of why I signed up for the same competition because I knew that it would help you mm-hmm. to do the same.
4: So I can see where being supportive is not would maybe be the place where would be more likely to be uncomfortable than actually trying something yourself
0: (laughs) for you. Yes.
1: Cause I didn't really care about doing that competition. So I can relate to what she's talking about. Now you've always been very supportive because I remember when I first came into CrossFit and you weren't a coach yet, you would be outside clapping for people very enthusiastically and, and I liked it. You know, I'm like, okay, this is fun. And so you brought that to the table and I don't think you even realized it because you're just being you. It's part of what made me like to come back because it's like, okay, when I go here, it's going to be encouraging. Like it's not going to be, oh, well, yeah, you showed up at the gym. Good job. But it was like, okay, this is fun and That's we need gorgeous. to try. We need to.
0: <laughs> That's not true.
1: You bring something completely different. It's. You don't. We don't need two Anses. Yeah, no. yeah, no, no, no. Right? Nope. I mean, you keep people on track. I love you. but <laughs> we need, If there were two of us that in this house, the
3: same way. Well, she ooh. doesn't want
1: you to be her, but that uh, was too I, adamant. Yeah. That was too <laughs> adamant. The nose were just Sorry. too strong, mm-hmm. too strong. How about you? So uh, my answer, when as I was processing this question, had a lot to do with you again because I remember videos of you trying to do a pull up. <laughs> and it's like there's
4: some great videos yeah me. <laughs>
1: because people are like oh she's so cute
4: <laughs> look at her trying so hard
1: and now it's hilarious because i'll look over we'll be in the gym and you'll be up on the ring and and, and you'll be like pulling yourself up and then it's like <laughs> and i mean it's you're you're not kipping it's a strict ring muscle up which there's not too many people in the population doing strict ring muscle ups. And so you went from like this cute novelty (laughs) (laughs) to now like this little beast. And so as I think about like CrossFit for me, there's been certainly, I've enjoyed a lot of the physical changes. I've enjoyed being healthy. People thinking I'm younger than I am Mm -hmm. like, and those are kind of vain. Well, not the health part, but People thinking I'm younger than I am is a little bit vain, but I like it. Yeah. Just being straight up. Uh, I like the fact that I'll probably live longer in a a higher quality of life because me falling down, which I fed on the stairs a couple months ago. (laughs) 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 That's not really impressive, but I was fine because there's, I have muscle. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times as you get older, people break a bone, they fall down, just, just part of it. And it diminishes their ability to live a long life and a quality life. So, I think about that for me. But for you, just watching the change has been—it's been extraordinary. So,
3: you know, it goes back to really a bigger thing talking about comfort and how does comfort hinder hinder you and, and how it's a trap and you think about any exercise program and the reason that people are like they are right staying comfortable means i don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning get out of bed when i'm tired staying yeah. comfortable means i don't have to go push myself staying comfortable means i don't have to go sweat i don't have to you know do these things that are hard but you think about really how much of a trap that actually is and you're going to die at some point and we're all going to die but you're you know potentially going to die of you know Heart disease or hypertension, or That's right. you're gonna have a stroke, or you're gonna do. And staying comfortable, mm-hmm. comfortable makes makes you say, okay, I don't need to go. I don't know need to do all that, and I'm comfortable. But instead of saying I'm gonna be uncomfortable for an hour today, and knowing that later on I can, maybe can be comfortable because I'm not gonna be in the hospital on five thousand machines mm-hmm. and needles stuck all in me trying mm-hmm. to save my life when. I could have been uncomfortable for an hour every day for the last, you know, 10 years, but now I'm I'm where I am. So talk about a trap, right? I mean, that's that's the ultimate to me, and it just came to me when you are talking. I was like, this is the ultimate comfort trap, and it's any sort of exercise program, not just CrossFit, but any exercise, or eating correctly, or spiritual discipline, or yep. like it's all the same thing. Like what, like how is you, how are you just staying right where you're at really going to benefit you long term? And it's not right? Hmm. Especially from the workout standpoint, to me, like that's the ultimate, like you, you can't and eating those two things alone. Like I don't want to cook my own food. I don't want to eat healthy. I would just rather eat, you know, some little Debbie's. Well, yeah, so would I. I mean, I try to get some little Debbie's today when we're at the grocery store. <laughs> they have their pumpkin spice rolls out right now. Oh, Dude, those are good. good. Oh, they're great. But yeah, they are good. I, they're good. Sorry. They're good. But like that would be, that would be comfortable. <laughs> but later on, you know, in one, one, pumpkin, you know, pumpkin spice roll is not going to make me, you know, die today. It might, I don't know. But, you know, getting into that comfort cycle of eating whatever I want all the time is going to push me Mm -hmm. into a direction that I'm not going to be comfortable when I'm later on in life. And that's, I mean, if people just take, could take, if they could project and say, okay, where am I going to be here? And where am I going to be here? If I'm going to stay comfortable right now Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm going to end up here, but I'm not going to be uncomfortable for a little bit, but look at how much better I'm going to be when I'm 70 or I'm 80 or 90. Mm -hmm. Like, and I get that some people still wouldn't choose to be uncomfortable. I understand that. But I think the majority of the population, if you could actually project out and see what it would do or how you would feel, you would choose to be uncomfortable today for an hour. So to, to your,
1: your point about all that, you choosing to be uncomfortable actually makes you more comfortable and it enhances your ability to be able to manage the discomfort. Because your capacity for pain has been expanded. Yeah. Hmm. That's a strong message. (laughs) I would say. It's in the bag. It's
0: in the bag. It's in the bag.
1: (laughs) So a couple more questions and we'll wrap up our time. Um, Can you guys think of a story? We know we just kind of talked about some Mm -hmm. stories. But where you put yourself out there and it led to growth or something maybe you wouldn't have experienced otherwise and and i'm going to go more on that end of the table because i feel like you shared a great story Mm -hmm. and i was kind of tagging in with that but have you put yourself out there before and you look back and you're like wow that really led to big
3: time growth for me you go oh i've got a lot of stories but go go ahead no you No, (laughs) you go ahead you go ahead. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. No,
1: you go first.
0: The time that stands out the most to me, again, I'm going back to dogs and dog training. It was a big part of my life for a long time.
1: <laughs> I keep thinking about who let the dogs out. <laughs> Not there's,
0: me. Your, there's your song <laughs> reference today. Um, <laughs> there's been multiples, but yeah, I've held yeah. back. Um, the first time I ever did a canine specific workshop in a police department, never having been a law enforcement officer. I was in my 20s, I was in my early 20s, and I was educating all of these law enforcement officers on how to handle their dogs in a a law enforcement capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so nervous that first day, I was so nervous. That was bad. I remember going to pick up a cup of coffee (laughs) and thinking I'm not going to make this to my face (laughs) Um, it was bad I was very nervous and but it opened up a lot of doors for me Um, selling dogs to that department other departments based on that department's recommendation of me Mm -hmm. but yeah it I felt very I think the thing that made me the most nervous is I didn't I really was unsure whether or not they would take me seriously. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew what I was doing and I knew I could do the job, but I was a skinny, long-haired, you know, mm-hmm. early 20 something, early 20 something female with no law enforcement experience. Yeah. But I made it through. So.
3: <laughs> you did. You did good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now you tell your story.
3: So there's a lot of things I could say over the last, I don't know, six years. But I think the, the story, the experience of putting myself out there that really led to where we are today, right? Even at this table um, was, and I, we've referenced this in multiple podcasts, but coming back to you and saying, Hey, I can't serve and set up and tear down, What do I do? And you're going, Hey, I think you're going to be with kids. And I'm like, mm, Nope, not a good idea. Think this is a really bad idea as a matter of fact. Um, I remember having conversations about that going, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, but it, you know, had I not been stretched and pushed and pulled and, um, you know, all of that, I wouldn't have ended up understanding the calling that was, that was there. I wouldn't have felt a calling. Um, and I would have been comfortable. Right. Probably, I'm sure God would have spoken to me in a different way to hit me in the head at some point, but you know that's that's how He chose to communicate then, um, and it's led to you know, you know, working for the church and doing things and sacrificing as a family and personally and um, going to school, you know, going to seminary and doing doing all the things that I wouldn't have done had that had that one decision or one catalytic moment happened. You know what I mean? And God did that. I mean, with your help, but. The minute I stepped foot in that environment, I was like, "Oh, ooh, this is okay. I get it." Um, but I wouldn't have known that, and I wouldn't have been stretched. And I'm still stretched now. Even now, you know, every you know, we just launched a new ministry, and I'm, every day I'm stretched, thinking and deciding. And I, there's a really good um, email that came across this week from Kerry Newhoff. I don't know if you read it, but anyway, um, it references some of that, and not not my experience, but just in that general realm of putting yourself out there and taking chances and risk. And, um, you know, I think every day I'm, every day I'm being challenged, um, because of that one decision, um, and growth that's come of that. Yeah. That's really good. You know, I was thinking about how
1: a lot of times when we're on the precipice of something big, we could either choose comfort or choose discomfort. And there usually is a clear, compelling road for comfort when really you should be choosing the road that's uncomfortable and more unknown. Because we we find this false sense of comfort in the known. And it may be real on some level, but especially when it comes to making like a, a decision you're talking about. You know, it made me think about the past years ago, give or take, when I asked Brooke out, like what happens if I don't do that? (laughs) Because asking someone out is (laughs) risky. (laughs) They could say no, and then you have a decision to make from there. Uh, Mm -hmm. You could shrink back, you can rise up, not like in a stalker kind of way, but (laughs) She didn't say no. Yep. And I'm glad I asked. I remember the time I was asked to speak for student ministry before I was a student minister when I was a volunteer. And it's like, why don't you do the announcements today? And it was, and I was thrown on me at the last minute. Like I'm talking about, here, <laughs> do this. I'd never done it before. And I'm like, what the? Heck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy who did it his name is Stephen Kendrick and he, he believed in me and that's what I had to remember and God was with me and so that was a big thing I also thought about most recently starting Connection Valley Church there were a lot of thoughts that I had about what would be more comfortable especially when another church locally said, we'd really like you to consider a position I'd done before. And it, looking back on it, was a very strong possibility. And yet having to tell them no and saying, no, I'm supposed to do this. Knowing that some people wouldn't understand, would critique it, would come against me, not understanding it, which if you think about it in one sense is really kind of sick. Think about what we're trying to do, but it's just the reality we live in. Yeah. And we shouldn't be surprised when we have opposition toward doing something that's uncomfortable. I think we should probably expect it. So I really like that question because there's probably a lot of stories that people have that are listening that you, if you're listening right now or watching, you probably can think of some stories where had you not chosen the road of discomfort and being uncomfortable, that a lot of the best things in your life wouldn't be right now. Totally agree. So I have a a question of application and it speaks to where we are today. Where do you need to be courageous right now? (laughs)
4: <laughs> Thank you for
3: that, because otherwise this is going to be a really boring yeah, podcast. Long,
4: long drawn out pause. Well, the first thing that pops into my into my mind, I think, with where we are as a church and um, leading in the family ministries area for me is an area where courage is needed. Not because I mean the team is amazing. I love the team that I get to work with and hanging out with them is great. Um, they're both, they are both very smart and driven in their own ways. And
1: you're talking about the staff team. Yes.
4: The staff team. And even the volunteers, there are some very sharp volunteers that show up every week and they have great questions and they want to be part of growing the ministry and all of those things. Um, while i love it and it's energizing it also those their excitement and their smartness and their giftedness also serves as a reminder that i've never done this before hmm. and i'm not really sure what the next step needs to be all the time and then people are looking at me going okay so what are we going to do and i'm like Ugh, i'm not sure exactly what do you think we should do (laughs) I am more collaborative by nature anyway so I do defer a lot and I think that that's fine but having the courage to speak up and say this is really what I think we need to do or this is the direction that I feel led we that we need to go all of that is very I don't want to use the word intimidating but that's the word that comes to my mind it's a little intimidating just because I haven't done it before and I don't want to mess it up because I don't want to mess it up for other people not for myself not from a it's not a oh look at her she screwed the whole thing up it's I really don't want to mess it up for the people that are looking to us to help them in the areas of parenting and their marriages and what to do with their kids. Like I want to be a support for those families and I, I wanna get it right because I think it matters. So that's that would be my answer. That's where I need to be courageous. I'm done. <laughs>
1: She's enjoying us all six, our six eyeballs. Six eyeballs yeah. right? not all six yeah. of us. There's there's, there's three, three of you. Ah. Yeah. I didn't know where she was going with that earlier. I'm like, one,
3: two, what? Yeah. Okay. get it. Yeah. I was
1: trying to use yeah. your six eyeball,
3: but it didn't work out. Really.
1: How about you, Charles?
3: You know, I thought about this really hard and I feel like right now I've been pretty cre- courageous about everything I'm doing. Uh, the, the one thing that I would probably say of anything um, is I just need to be courageous when it comes to trust. So, and not, not trusting God, but trusting people around me. Hmm. Um, I think my life operates better when I trust people around me. At least the people that are closest to me. I need there needs to be a little bit more of a blind trust. I think on my part, instead of being a little bit skeptical at times. And I'm not. You know, I, I normally trust you guys very well, but you know well, there sure. there, are, there are times that it it would benefit me and all of us if I just said okay, and just not question anything else uh, you
1: you've, you've grown in that area I've seen it
3: it's not where it needs to be yet but yeah, yeah. You're, you're not expected to be perfect yeah so that, that's the only that's really the only I mean I feel like I'm pushing myself in almost every direction so that's the one I could probably get better at it's good yeah and you
1: Vanessa saying no So where do you need to say no right now?
0: It's, that was the broad, easy answer. It's, it's kind of tied up into implementation where Brooke feels the need to be more courageous with vision at work. I feel the need to be more courageous with implementation setting expectations and holding people accountable for meeting those expectations and i am including myself in that statement and in order to do that effectively i think i also have to be comfortable saying no to other things elsewhere which even things as small as do you want to go get lunch no I don't. I have other things I have to do.
1: (laughs) You're like, (laughs) yes (laughs) and no. Right. (laughs) Yes, because it sounds fun. No, because I see down the road that it's not going to be so fun. Right.
0: And I I only have so many hours in the day. Same as everybody else.
3: It's true. Okay, good to know. I'm
0: not trying to be any kind of way I'm just
1: what she's not saying is she still wants you to ask her to lunch <laughs> <laughs> just what she wants is. we just
3: don't get a lot of time to do it there's not a mm-hmm. lot of time anymore because when I'm at home I'm busy and right. she's like when she's home it's for a brief second so we really don't spend a lot of time with each other right now
0: there, I feel like there are
3: <clears throat> other than the gym.
0: There's, there's a lot of time that we are in the same place, but that does not mean that we are together. Right. right?
1: Yeah. 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 So one of the things that we've done for years is a weekly date night. Stop.
2: <laughs> Stop.
1: For the exact reasons you speak of.
0: That's S T A H J J J J J H P.
1: Stop. Oh, my Wow. okay so i i answered w- as i was processing there were two, two things actually now have come to mind the first one is i've gone back to graduate school to finish my master's i started years ago charles you've been partly catalytic in that in that your pursuit of education has kind of kept it in front of me because you've been like <laughs> rodney dangerfield for, for for the last four years <laughs> you've been back to school now for a while yeah but this is probably, I've, I've been back in for a week. And, and the first like couple of days did create some apprehension and you guys all felt mm-hmm. it. Yep. Once I kind of got past that, I've been able to settle in and go, okay, I don't have to be perfect. I'm something I'm constantly having to remind myself of. And I'm probably at a place where practically speaking, it's more useful than it's ever been. So while I probably won't love love everything I do, um, I'm excited about finishing something I started. But it is creating some discomfort. And it's requiring courage. Mm -hmm. I would say the other thing is engaging my kids when they don't want to engage with me. Because it makes me feel pretty bad. Like I can get upset pretty easily about that. um, But I don't want to give up because there's something inside of me that that goes well you got a lot of other people that want to talk to you so you're good and that's a t- terrible way to think yeah but I I'm always going to be connected to them and they're always going to be connected to me and I need to be willing to sacrifice on their behalf and go the extra mile Jesus was one to go the extra mile I think about like the walk to Emmaus I want to have that kind of mindset. So also came from my class this past week. Hey. Hey, school. (laughs) It integrates with my life. So the last question I want to ask y'all today, unless I get inspired in some other way, (laughs) is do you have anything or anyone who inspires you to be courageous? And if yes, what or who? And this can be quotes, scriptures, music, art, Another story, and or people, or a person. Brooke.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. Well, all of you at this table. I'm going to cry again. Somebody else might need to go. All of you at this table inspire me to be courageous. So, my kids do you guys do i'm thankful for y'all so i didn't mean to cry that surprised me so yeah that's it and um there were some verses that i thought of (laughs) i'm just gonna (laughs) move right on um a couple of verses that came to mind in processing this james one Verses two through four, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, mm. consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested and your endurance, ch- your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So that whole idea that in, in endurance and growing and all of that happens and that testing and trials are good opportunities for growth so that was one thing that that verse comes to mind a lot when facing things that are challenging and then Isaiah 43 2 is the other verse that comes to mind a lot when you go through deep waters I will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you so those are the things it is someone else's turn today (laughs)
1: You have six
3: eyeballs on you. No, and Great. countless more. Yeah, I mean who knows yeah. how many more on this right. one. Right. Thousands. I mean at least ten. <laughs> the title of this podcast is just gonna be Brooke Cries. Watch.
4: Clickbait. a, mi- That's not a really million clickbait. views. <laughs> That's not really clickbait.
0: People
2: see that all the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Okay, so why do you do this to me? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs>
1: She's making you get in touch with your emotions. No, and okay. Vanessa cry. No, Watch. I'm
0: not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay.
1: <laughs> She's resisting.
0: I am choking it back. Okay. So yes, all of you at this table, I concur with that. And now I'm going to completely sidetrack everything. And I'm going to go I, I, when I first thought about this question, I remembered a time when and I do, I don't even know this person's name. But I remember a time I was a very young girl, probably 12, 13-ish. And I went into the drugstore with my mom. I don't even remember what we were gonna buy. But we went to check out. And the girl behind the counter, I'm gonna date myself, so this is like the tetracycline products were probably in infancy in this time period. And the girl behind the counter was covered in acne. And I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Her pimples had pimples and it was, her whole face was just swollen and just covered in acne. And I remember not being horrified or mortified or anything i remember respecting her so much for having and now i'm gonna cry about this woman i don't even know (laughs) but having the courage to work in customer service knowing that she was going to encounter people who would be horrified or mortified or whatever by her appearance and she smiled and told us to have a nice day and i remember we walked out to the car and my mom said thank you for not staring at her and I said I wanted to because I'm amazed that she is doing what she's doing you know not not for anything bad but anyway I was kind of inspired to mm. as this just a random story that came to my mind when I thought of it but she was very courageous I mm-hmm. thought very courageous now it probably wouldn't be a big deal they just give her the right medication and
1: I don't I don't see
3: people yeah. with that No, you don't kind of not anymore. You don't. Not, not like you used to. Uh-uh. Nope. It is kind of crazy though when you think about it.
0: So. And also right now Julie Jackson. Mm. Yeah. So.
3: Hmm. Yep.
0: Those of you that don't know Julie. Um, she's great. She's been battling breast cancer for quite a while now but she comes she still comes to the gym when she can and she smiles and she hugs everybody and she's quite an inspiration of courage yep. and now I'm done because I might cry again
1: fly me courageous
0: <laughs> Oh <gosh>.
1: dnc
3: <sighs> nice I like it You don't even know what i'm talking about uh, and, you, and you went to the concert and we did hear the song
4: Courageous i was taking so many other things in in that experience
1: <laughs> what the 40 something frat guys yes
3: <laughs> reliving their uh their early their, 20s their, they're still in their comfort zone
4: <laughs> yes they are
3: that was cartoonish yes it was it's a great show though yeah, yeah. okay Oh, I'm up. All right. You're right. Um, so I'm going to go with the can't answer for one, but Jesus, um, and it's really not a can't answer, but um, one that people would probably expect. But for me, that stands out. Um, my parents, my kid, um, you guys. There's, you know, no shock that that's kind of a common theme um, at this table. All three of you, in a different way, um, inspire me to do things that I never would expect to do. So, um, thank you for that as well i'm not going to cry um
4: charles cries
3: <laughs> it doesn't take much all of you have seen me cry before but um the man in the arena so i go back to the the teddy roosevelt that to me is very inspiring to be courageous and makes me just say you know it doesn't matter what people think all that matters is what i'm doing and what we're doing together um you know and then i go back to in a, in a different way but hebrews twelve eleven um discipline at the time um, isn't pleasant but painful but later on it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it i had that tattooed on me uh, for a lot of reasons um, over the years and and discipline is is really no different than enough comfort because it's not comfortable to be disciplined ever um no one ever looks at that and says you know that's that's going to be that's exciting but i think kind of going back to everybody's conversation later on What what is that going to put you and are you going to be comfortable with that you know when you're 70 and I would hope I am at least able to play with Parker or his grandkids at that point or my grandkids um, not his grandkids at that point but um, you know and I go back to the story even though it doesn't end this way but go back to the story of Jonah right I mean he's forced to be uncomfortable he gets swallowed up and is made to change his ways um, and that to me you know although again doesn't finish that way goes back to to say okay Mm-hmm. Um I've got to be uncomfortable to see what God wants me to do, and hopefully that gives me comfort. Um, it gets me out of the fish's belly. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So a lot
1: of what inspired me to do this podcast was a conversation I had with somebody that knew we did the competition, mm. uh, that we did the CrossFit competition in Clemens a few weeks ago. And they basically said they would never do that. Like they were inspired by us, but they're like, I would never put myself out there. And I started asking myself the questions like, why would they not wanna put themselves out there? And and they're afraid of all the things we talked about, exposure, failure, what other people would think, not being impressive. And that's kind of what sparked me to wanna do this because to me, while comfort is not a trap, that is a trap and maybe just kind of connecting the dots here, it's the fear that's the trap from us being able to be who God made us to be and to step into the greatness He really made us for because we're made in His image. Like, think about that for a second. We're made in the image of God. Like, He made all this out here. And we talk about being outside at night, looking up in the sky and watching the sky sparkle. He put that into motion and then we like look across the table at each other and like, he put you into motion. He made you the way you are, distinctly the way you are for a purpose and a reason. For me, that gets me fired up. And so I wanted to mention that before I actually answer this question, but I, I definitely have been inspired by you guys. And I would say the biggest part of that inspiration for me personally is the belief that, that you believe in me. Um, that's extremely motivating because you wanna, when someone believes in you, you don't wanna let them down. You wanna come through for them. And I can look back at other people who have believed in me, but I'm definitely sitting here at this table. It inspires me to wanna be courageous. And I've I read a paragraph from Dr. James Clear, He wrote the book Atomic Habits, which by the way, Brooke hates, but it's a good book.
4: I don't hate the book, James Clear, if you're listening. It's a fine book. I just struggle with positive habits. It's my failure. You said it.
1: So he said this "Um, The list of mistakes you can never recover from is very short. But you likely realize your life will not be destroyed if your book doesn't sell or if a potential date turns you down, or if your startup goes bust. It's not the failed outcome that paralyzes us, it's the possibility of looking stupid, feeling humiliated, or dealing with an embarrassment that prevents us from getting started at all. The first step to being courageous is being willing to look foolish. So here's to being willing (laughs) to look foolish. couple of scriptures I want to end with, and then we'll close out our time. Joshua 1.9. Mm. Mike and I talked about this on the phone yesterday. Um, be strong and courageous. And this is what the Lord has commanded Joshua specifically, but I think this applies to us. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you. And that is a key. He'll be with you wherever mm-hmm. you go. And then I think about Jesus saying, in this world you will have trouble. But, take heart, I've overcome the world. And then I think about Paul, who was the greatest Christian missionary of all time, who was more courageous than probably anyone will ever meet or know. Said, for the spirit of God, or for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So, Any final words before we land our time? All right. Well, thank you for taking your time to engage the F4 podcast today. We invite you to follow us on social media, like and share the podcast. If you think this can be helpful to you or entertaining for you and other people, we would love your specific feedback so we can get better in providing content that is helpful uh, for you and other people. So thank you again for listening, and we look forward to being with you soon, again here on the F4 Podcast.